Welcome to the Real Estate Baddie podcast, where I like to talk about real estate, entrepreneurship, and current events. My name is Tabitha Richardson, and I'm your host. And today I have a special guest, Chris Perry. He is the man behind the reels. Chris, welcome onto my podcast. I am so excited. We have finally been able to do this because this has been rescheduled like a million times. And I'm not saying it's your fault, but you know. <laughs> you know, I was too busy recording reels to do this. First of all, your rules have really taken off. Didn't you just say that you had like one hit 300,000 views? Yeah. So actually I have one that hit like 460,000 views. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah. So I wasn't really going to jump to the reels just yet, but since we're here, so how did you, how did, how did you do this? Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I was looking at like social media has been a big part of my business for a long time. Um, I really got serious about social media and really, you know, using it to build my real estate business. I would say about about a year and a half ago, I really started taking it serious and started running it like a business. So during the pandemic, like the pandemic, of course, is not a good thing. You know, a bunch of people died. You know, I got COVID, so that sucks. Um, but it was a great thing for my business in that it made me reposition and repivot my social media business. And I remember when Reels first came out, I didn't think it was going to be like a big thing. Um, but really, Reels started because they wanted to take um, market share away from TikTok. So when TikTok came about, um, they, you know, Instagram is always trying to counteract with other social media platforms. Right. They're trying to kill the competition. Absolutely. And I understand that. And I would try to do the same thing. So Absolutely. TikTok actually became the number one social media platform during the pandemic. So when that happened, uh, Instagram took note of that, of course, and they rolled out their version of that, which is Reels, which is short form, interactive. But you know, wait a minute. Didn't um, Instagram try to buy TikTok for like a million and they turned them down? They tried to counter and they was like, nah, you know what? We're about to, we're about to be your competition now. I think they did actually, that sounds about right. Um, and now again, I wouldn't be surprised about that because Facebook, you know, for those who don't know, Facebook owns Instagram, Facebook tries to buy everybody. So they try to suck up all the competition. So that wouldn't be surprising to me, but you know, they rolled it out to counteract TikTok. And I saw how big TikTok was because, Hey, Let's be real, during quarantine, I was on TikTok every day. I thought it was <laughs> the funniest app ever. I'd just be on there acting stupid because it was just funny. So how many followers do you have on TikTok? Some small, like 700 or something like that. So, okay, so your main platform is IG. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so what does it mean by getting serious? What did you do to get serious with yeah, so IG? That's a good question. So first things first, I made sure I was more consistent. So I was showing up every single day, whereas before... I started taking it serious. I would post maybe like once or twice a week, something like that. But I got serious and I was like, okay, I need to post something every single day. Like people need to see me every day. And then at one point I was posting three to four times a day when my follower count started to, you know, go up a little bit. And then again, back to like the reels thing, when I saw reels came about, um, 
I recorded, you know, when I look at my first reels versus now. I was just about to say, I'm about to go back. And <laughs> oh I mean, you do a lot of reels. I'm about to go back to see what your first reels look like. Oh my gosh, they were terrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first one that I did, I remember it. It was a, um, it was like a property tour. So I was just kind of walking through and showing like a property. Um, it was a model home for a new construction. And I think I got maybe like a few thousand views on it. And I was like, hmm, maybe there's something to this. So because at that point, I only had about 3000 followers. So when I had a couple thousand views on something, I was like, maybe there's something to this. So then I started mm -hmm. to do like, um, what, what did I call it? Um, it was like a life hack, quick life hack. Yes, I remember those. I had like a series of like quick life hacks that I used to call them. Wait, I kind of remember that too. The mm -hmm. life hacks. I remember that. They yep. were like real short life mm -hmm. hacks. Okay. Absolutely. So is yeah. that what put you on the map? That's no, actually it didn't. Like those would get a couple thousand views here and there. Some of them got like hundreds of views. But I think the first thing that really kind of started putting me on the map was I did the first big reel I did was uh, it was like a sound. It sounded like you were like typing something. And I was like, I got the inspiration from somebody else, right? So all of my stuff isn't 100% original. I get inspiration all the time from other people. So I saw this video and it was like a person typing. It was an audio. It was like a person typing. And it was like, I think I typed like, mom, come get me. I'm in this house with like a bunch of weird people. And it's not like the text went away. And then it came back and like my mom was responding, Chris, you're the realtor. And I was like, oh, like that. <laughs> that got like views on it. And I was like, wow. really? So before that one, your reels were getting like maybe a couple thousand. Mm -hmm. like and so 10. that one, mm -hmm. okay. So yeah. that one just like, just catapulted. went crazy. Absolutely. It catapulted me. And then now, you know, Every one of my reels hits 10,000 views. Like most of them hit it. Excuse me. Every one of my but reels my hit 10,000 yeah. views. But with my following, it's like, I should, you know what I mean? Like, um, but you have a really engaged following. Yes. And that is, that can be really hard to get for mm -hmm. a lot of people just to get people to engage. Right. What would you say would be like the reason that people started engaging was it because of your reels or you just an interesting guy yeah i mean honestly i <laughs> maybe i'm interesting <laughs> uh, i don't really feel like i'm that much different or i don't feel like i'm better than anybody quite frankly i don't even feel like i'm all that interesting all the time but i try to be entertaining and then also provide value in doing that. Like I call it edutainment. So like I try to educate, but then I'll try also being real, I try to entertain people as well too. So like I try to post stuff that's funny sometimes. It's not always just real estate specific, but really how I got like an engaged audience was I show people who I was. Like I'm very much like a silly guy. Like I don't take myself too serious. I joke around all the time. I'm only really serious when I have to be, if I'm like, I don't know, like negotiating or something like that. Then of course I'm gonna be serious. I can't even imagine you being serious, like negotiating. <laughs> well, that's because you know me and you know- I know, I, but I can't imagine if you have to like, just play hardball and negotiate. <laughs> I do that from time to time, but I'm, I'm kind of the guy that like kills people with kindness. Like I don't, I don't, there's very rarely times where I like, have to really get on somebody like that it happens every now and then but most of the time i'm the nice guy because that's really who i am like i'm really like that so 
it's like, I don't really like to be serious unless I have to be. And I just show people who I am. And mm -hmm. everybody doesn't like me, of course. I get people that unfollow me all the time and stuff, but- You do. Absolutely, of course I do. Like, I mean, but honestly, what what is there not to like? Your stuff is funny, it's engaging. You, you know, it, it's like, that would be weird for someone just like, oh, I don't like this guy because he does you know, entertaining, educational kind of stuff, like unfollow. It's it's just weird. You, you'd be surprised. Like, you know, nobody is universally liked and I don't need to be, Absolutely. nor do I necessarily care about being universally liked. The right people follow, the right people engage, the right people want to work with me. So the people that don't, like, I heard a Kanye quote, this was like years ago in an interview, but he was like, you know, if you like my music and I, and I equated this to my content, like if you like my music, great. I love it. If you don't fast forward and I'm the same way, like if you like my content, great. I love it. I appreciate you. But if not, go find somebody else to like watch their content. Like that's fine. I, I don't, I'm not for everybody. So that's true. Yes. Yeah. So who inspires you? That's a good question. You inspire me actually. <laughs> no, Listen, you don't have to say that just because you're on my podcast. No, I, I did not pay him to say this. She did not. She did not. <laughs> but if I can big up you real quick, um, you are a younger black woman that actually owns a brokerage. That is, I can't even say not common. That's like super rare. The fact that you're doing that and you're successful with it. And you have all of the other ventures that you have going on your podcast, you know, you sell real estate too. like that inspires me too more than you probably actually know. So you actually do inspire me. Um, okay. Well, I'm glad to know that now who else inspires you? Absolutely. I appreciate you. Of and course. I've been a broker for 10 years. So I'm a toot my own horn. So I started go. when there hardly were any other people that look like me with brokerages. So I'm excited celebrate that 10 year maybe i'll have like a big party and i'll invite you you should listen if you don't invite me we won't have problems i know <laughs> i know <laughs> but no um i mean honestly a lot of people inspire me um I, I look at a lot of like bigger real estate agents too like the josh altman's of the world josh flags you know did Ryan you read Curry. his book no we talked about that um you read his book and now that, that book was pretty interesting it was straight yeah. to the point like great yeah, i think it was really tips. good Mm -hmm. I think it was really good. I mean, I, I'm inspired by a lot of big real estate agents. And, you know, a lot of times people say, you know, when they meet me, they're like, I don't know if they think that I'm like false, this like false humility or something like that. Like I'm a really humble, like really down. I mean, you know this, but like I'm a really down to earth, super humble guy. And it's like people are like, well, you do X, Y and Z and, you know, you're still humble. And I'm like, I look at myself versus like those agents and I'm like, I'm not even like where they're selling like a hundred million a, a year. Exactly. Or plus, <laughs> right. Like I'm not even there yet. And that's what that's the level that I want to be on. So who am I to be like arrogant or talk down to somebody? Because I'm not even scratching the surface of where I want to be. Um, 22 million is great in a year, but that's not, I want to do that, you know, every month. So it's like, I'm not even necessarily scratching the surface of what I want to do. So I'm very much like a humble guy, but like yeah, like the big real estate agents inspire me. Um, How about athletes, outside of real estate? Athletes, of course. Um, I'm a big well, you do have the Mamba mentality behind you. So I, I know one person fan. that inspires you. Kobe Bryant, absolutely. I was devastated when he passed away. But, um, you know, he inspired me. You know, Tom Brady, I'm a huge Tom Brady fan as well, too. Um, you know, so what about them inspires you? 
just their drive and their hunger to win, you know, like by any means necessary, you know, ethically, and of course, like the unethical stuff, some of them do. Yeah, but <laughs> any right. th their desire and their drive to win, um, being that they put in the work to get there, um, it's not just luck, you know, you don't, same with in real estate, you don't luck up on a good business, like you put the work in and you work your butt off to get there. So I look at the people that are successful in what they do, um, even in the business that like the Elon Musk of the world and people like that, like, uh, I'm very much inspired by them. And they, they kind of pushed me to go harder in my business too. So my husband and I, we were talking about this and, you know, about the overnight success and like people don't see all of the work that goes in behind the scenes for many years, the late nights for that overnight success. But that brings me to the next thing um, that you mentioned. So what drives you? What drives you to work as hard as you do? Because you've only been in the business a few years. Yeah, um, that's a good question. And it's kind of a twofold answer. Um, so kind of like my why. So my why it's, it's two, two big things that are like super important to me. First and foremost, my kids are by far the biggest why. They are more important to me than all of the money, all the business. So cute. Every, thank you. <laughs> um, they kind of bad sometimes too, but <laughs> um, but no, like the the big why for me is them. Um, of course, my wife too, but like my kids are everything to me. Like they are more important to me than forget the money, forget the business. If if I don't have them, I don't have anything. So. It's like they are my number one big why um, that they're why I work so hard. And I want to show them that, you know, you can be young and black and you can do very well for yourself financially and you don't have to work for somebody else um, or you don't have to, you know, do something illegal or you don't have to be an entertainer or an athlete to, to right. make very, very good money. Um, and the second the second big why that's like that's one A and then like my one B that's very close to it is you know, you're a black woman, so you you understand and you see how they portray black men in the media. And it's very rarely positive that they speak about us. It's always, we're criminals. It's almost always overwhelmingly negative what they show in the media, maybe besides some athletes and even the athletes don't step out of line because just shut up and dribble. And it's like, I wanna show our people and try to change the narrative of what a black man in the media is. Um, outside of like just entertainment and athletics, I want to show that you can use your mind and build wealth because a lot of times, like, you know, I have friends that are from like, I know you're from New York. So when I went to school, like I had a bunch of, um, a bunch of people that, especially from like Brooklyn and Harlem, like I knew a lot of people from there and a lot of them were like, most of my friends still crack, like they in the streets, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. it's like, there, a lot of them were like first generation college. And most people, because let's be real, um, in Maryland, we are, in our area, we're very spoiled in that we see a lot of black real estate agents. But black real estate we agents- We see a lot of black successful people in just this whole DMV area. Yeah, which is not indicative of how real estate really is. We are 6% of real estate agents, 6%. Yeah. Black men, are like 1% or less of, and I'm not talking about just selling real estate agents. I'm talking about real estate agents in general. We are like 1% of 
or less of the whole real estate agent. So most times young black men don't see any example of what not only just a successful real estate agent looks like, but what a freaking successful, what, what a, an actual real estate agent that's young and black and looks like them looks like. So I want to show like my people what a successful young black real estate agent looks like. So those are those are like my big wise. I'm very passionate about those. And you know what? You're really authentic to yourself because how people see you on social media, that's how you pull up. You don't put on airs. You don't go throw on a suit. Now, maybe you might sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. for the most part, you are who you are. Like, hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, I mean, absolutely. And and I think my clients like that. Um, of course, if I'm showing a million dollar home, I'm going to dress up a little bit more. I'm not going to wear like some sweatpants. And, and unless my <laughs> clients are like, I don't know, maybe in like tech or something, they don't care. But typically, if I'm showing somebody like an expensive home, of course, I'm gonna dress up a little bit more um, if the client expects that. But for the most part, I dress like this. Like what you see right now is how I dress and my clients love it. I'm, right. I'm very much me because they feel comfortable that way. Right. Um, and that's just me. I recommend that. So let's take it back a little bit. So what right. were you doing before real estate? That's a good question. So I was actually working for the federal government. So six years ago um it's my sixth year being a full-time entrepreneur i quit the federal government six years ago to do this full-time so before then uh before i was doing so you didn't do it part-time first you just I did. I did it part-time for two years okay yeah okay. so i did it part-time for two years um the first year i didn't sell anything i was really kind of taking it as like i didn't really do anything first year i i didn't really take it serious um my second year i did three million and then i was like i could probably do this like i let me go ahead and, and try. Um, and I was doing human resources for the federal government. I had a top secret clearance. It's a pretty cool job. Like I liked it, but it wasn't something that made me excited every day. So once I quit that, I felt so fulfilled. Um, I wish everything was perfect <laughs> once I quit because it was hard as hell, but I'm, I'm so glad that I did that. So I used to do federal I was working for the federal government and I was doing human resources before I did real estate. So people always look at real estate like, oh, it's really easy. People close a deal in an hour and right. they get a check for a hundred thousand. And so they jump mm -hmm. in and mm -hmm. realize like, oh, I gotta put in work. some work. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. and um, I think people get shocked when they come in and they realize like it's not as easy the floodgates don't open and everyone is like i want to work with you i want to work with you no you have to prove yourself and you have to treat it like a business and and grow your individual business because you're an independent contractor so i totally get that now why did you choose real estate so you have good questions. Um, I do, don't I? You do, you do. And so, these are questions I've never asked you before. You have never asked these. I've I, never I, asked I, you these. Um, real So I chose real estate and it may be like a corny answer, but this is like my truth. So when I was going to, and, and hopefully this may resonate with someone. Mm -hmm. So I liked my job. I liked what I did, but I didn't love it. And so it was like, I was thinking about it and I was like, this is not, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I've, I don't know if anybody listening has ever like felt this in their life, but like, there's more out there for you. 
And it's like, I'm going to something that I hated it sometimes, but I wasn't one of those people that were like, I hated my job and I had to quit because I hated it. I, you know, I was disgusted going to work every day. Like I wasn't that. It's like, I heard a quote before. It's like comfort or good is the enemy of great. Mm-hmm. And so what I had was good. Like I was making good money in the grand scheme of like, you know, what most people make. I was making very good money, especially to be 25. I was making good money. Um, had a very comfortable life. I was following in my parents' footsteps. They both were career government employees, which is great for them. They did very well for themselves. Um, gave us a very good life. But it's like, it was comfortable and it was good, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like great, if that makes sense. So it's like, okay, what can I do? Because I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit. Like since I was 14, I've had businesses. I used to detail cars. I used to cut grass. Like I always had money because I always worked for it. Like my parents rarely ever gave me money because I went out and hustled and got it myself. Mm-hmm. So I, I've had businesses my entire life since I was like 14. And so I was looking around. I was like, I know I'm supposed to work for myself. I'm supposed to be an entrepreneur, but I don't know exactly what I want to do. And so I started just kind of retro, you know, thinking of kind of t- asking myself questions like, what do you really want to do with your life? And I started looking around and I knew I liked helping people, which everybody says that they do, but I actually do like helping people. <laughs> and I knew I liked looking at houses. So I was like, let me try real estate. Let me try it. Um, got my license. I sold my first house like a year and a half. Wait, or how something. many times did you have to take the test? Ooh, okay. <laughs> so the Maryland test. So I passed the, um, I passed the national test the first time. The state test, because I got Maryland first, I failed it twice. So I think three times the charm was for Maryland. D.C., I passed the first time. Virginia, I failed like twice, too, um, which is great. Like, no, listen, nobody knows how many times you took the test. You know what? I noticed either the test has gotten harder mm-hmm. or I don't know, because it seems like so many people fail a lot of times now. Yeah. I'm talking about a lot of time. So I'm just wondering if it has gotten harder or for those people, you know, who fail to realize like it's not just you. It's a lot yeah, of people. Now, no. me, I took the test a long time ago, the initial one back in yeah. 2005 and I passed. Nice. And even with the broker's exam, I passed and in DC I passed. But with that broker, th- that exam was kind of hard. And I just hit send, like, I know they're going to say you failed and I need to come back, but I passed it, but I just think it's gotten harder. So a lot of people, you know, get discouraged when they fail once or twice, like, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. So that's good to know that, you know, you needed to take it a couple of times and look at you now. Yeah. I mean, I would say with anything, like, don't get discouraged. Here's the reality. and, And hopefully this makes someone feel better. You know, the the average millionaire or billionaire was like a C student. A lot of them dropped out of college. A lot of them have dyslexia. A lot of them are not like perfect people, but they they persevered in spite of that. So it doesn't matter if you take the test a hundred times. Nobody will ever know that. All they'll know is that you have your real estate license. So the 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 most successful people in the world typically aren't like the best students and test takers. 
that's fine. Just keep going. Well, traditionally, also, people of color, well, not just people of color, but black people, they're not good test takers. They get nervous, mm -hmm. you know, during the time of tests. And and yep. a lot of um, black people do suffer from, like, a dyslexia. Because I have a slight case of dyslexia where I just, like, invert things at times. So totally you it well. I know. I do. Like, my husband probably would tell you <laughs> because I'll switch things around all the time. But so um, what's your secret sauce for your success? What What is that thing that makes you like, bam? That's a good question. Again, another very good question. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, you kind of already hit on what I feel like my secret sauce is. Number one, I'm consistent. I'm more consistent than the average person. Um, being that I post, and we're just talking about just social media, but even with, with my other, you know, my business and other businesses I run, um, I'm more consistent than the average person. Most people go hard at something for, you know, a couple months maybe, and they quit if it, they're not- Not even a couple months, a couple tries. There you go. You, you gave you go. a lot of people too much credit just now. Yeah, I was trying to give people the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, I mean, that's, I'm almost certain that what you said is, is very true. Like most people will just try something and if they fail, they give up. It's like, how bad do you really want it? Like I'm very consistent. And we're, again, we're talking about just social media right now. I post every day. A lot of times I post twice a day and I do lives too. So I'm very consistent. So people see me over and over and over and over and over again. So subconsciously they're gonna remember me even if they may not like my stuff, but they see it, you see me, I'm gonna keep showing up. And it's hard to beat somebody that keeps showing up. So I'm consistent and I stay true to myself. Like you said, I'm very much me. I mean, if you're drawn to that, great. If, if I'm not your cup of tea, that's fine too. Like I'm not for everybody. So I'm very much myself and I'm consistent. So I feel like that's my secret sauce and I just exploit it, you know? So you mentioned a little bit, um, how many streams of income do you have? Right now I have, I'll actually tell you, um, you guys are getting some really like, I hope you know that y'all are getting inside school because I don't tell anybody this stuff. Um, so <laughs> must be, you must have a great podcast because I'm getting <laughs> All right, so I have a few businesses that I run. So of course I have my real estate business, uh, my sales business. Is that your primary? That is my primary. Um, I have my investment side as well, too. So I lend my money. Stocks, out. crypto, or loan, loan shark? Loan shark. Yeah, because you know if you don't pay me back, I'm breaking your kneecaps. <laughs> no, so I um, I lend my money out to investors. Um, I do that. and then, Investors that are investing in real estate or? In real estate. Okay. Yeah, because I only so, invest in things that I understand. You're the bank? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I lend oh, my money out. Wait. Break that down a little bit. If someone's interested in um, getting funding, what's it's the requirements? A, it's a very small. So most 99% of people that are listening, and not to say it like that, but you're not going to get funded from me because it, it's relationship based with me. So if I know you and I know your business and I would fund you like I, I don't tell people that I do that because the people that know, know, but it's very much like kind of hush hush because. So would you fund me? Of course I would. Of course, okay. it's, it's all depends on like how much how much you need. So, <laughs> you know, if you need like a hundred grand or something for a project, as long as you show me the project and what you need, then for sure. Okay. 
Um, so yeah, I, I lend I lend my money out uh, to lenders. I'm actually getting more investment properties this year. Um, I have one right now. I'm looking to get to have five by the end of this year. Um, so I'm doing rentals as well too. Um, I want to Airbnb them out. Um, so I have that have that stream of income. My real estate business. I have a merch line. So I have like my hoodies and my t-shirts and stuff that I sell. Um, so I have that stream of income. What's that line called? It's called Powerhouse Apparel. It's actually, if you look at the link in my bio, and we're we're gonna do like a whole launch and all that. We actually have a lot of sales, surprisingly, and I don't even really promote it. It's like, again, how you said I have an engaged audience. Shout out to my audience and my followers. I mean, I really like to call them my community. I hate to call them followers, but like, shout out to my community because, as you see, I don't even really promote it, and people buy it. So because they're engaged. So I have that stream of income as well too. Um, I do sell my eBooks and my courses, um, have that stream of income as well. And then I have my mentorship program that people pay me monthly for that as well too. So that's what, four or five streams of income. And of course I do do stocks and crypto as well too. So that's about four or five streams of income that I have. That is really, really awesome. So what, how long do you think you'll be in real estate? Is this something that you're going to do long-term? Is it a short-term kind of thing? Yeah, it's a get rich quick scheme for me. So I'm trying to like really, I'm trying to hustle as many people as I can. And then that way, you know, I can just kind of jump out. Um, and now I'm playing. So no, it's a long-term thing for me. Like I don't plan to go anywhere. Um, I plan to... Uh, I plan to be a real estate agent for the long haul. Do I plan to do as much volume as I do right now myself? No, I'm building a team so that way I can like help other people build their businesses as well. Um, Cause like I did 52 transactions last year. I'm a solo agent right now, but I'm building a, a team. So that way I can give a lot of those leads to my team so they can build their income. And then that will free me up to be able to mentor a, a many more people. Cause I honestly, I get so many applications and again, how I have an engaged audience, I don't even promote it that much, but I get so many applications for my mentorship program. I literally have to turn 90% of the people away because I don't have the bandwidth to, I don't have the bandwidth to, to mentor hundred people right now. So I keep it to like 20, 20 people or less because that's what I have the time to do. So right. I want to build a team so that way I can start mentoring more people because that's really where like my focus is and what I get excited about these days is helping other people build their business too. So I'll always be a real estate agent. Um, I'm gonna be definitely more picky with the business that I do personally, but I'm always, I don't see myself ever not selling real estate, just not at the capacity that I do right now. So for the other solo agents out there that aspire to have a lot of transactions, close more, um, volume what does your team around you look like who do you have on your team and i'm not talking about other real estate agents but like an assistant transaction coordinator what does your team look like that's a good question so i do you actually said what my team looks like so i have a transaction coordinator uh, my transaction coordinator does all my con she writes all my contracts i review them and i send them out or she'll send them out if i need her to she does that from time to time if i'm like busy but send out the contracts, she takes it from contract to close. So the only thing I really have to do in this process is of course tell her, you know, what the terms of the contract are and then review mm -hmm. the contract. And then a lot of times send it to the listing agent just so that way, like it's in my name and stuff like that. 
Um, and then after that, I, you know, I kind of pass it to her. Um, so I have a transaction coordinator and I also have an assistant. Um, the way my assistant works though, is he works with a lot of my other businesses outside of real estate. I'm thinking so about a personal how, assistant. Yes. Yeah. So he helps me with like a lot of my other businesses, like my merch line. He pretty much runs that for me. My mentorship program, he does pretty much all the back end stuff for that. Um, so I just really have to like show up. Um, another thing that I'm doing, again, I'm giving you guys like inside scoop because I don't tell anybody this stuff. Um, <laughs> but I'm actually going to be doing like a tour. So of like have a, a very good following from other states. So Houston, Atlanta, Dallas, Miami, have a bunch in like California. So I'm actually going to be doing like seminars in different states and then like meet and greets and like networking stuff in other states. So he's helping me plan those things, my events. Because at the end of the day, and, and one thing, one thing, one reason that I took social media so seriously is because I was looking around at people like the big YouTubers, like like a Jake Paul and people like that. They use their, they are their brand, and I wanted to own my brand. And once you own your brand, you can make a whole lot of money these days. So I'm starting to see that. Like speaking engagements are opening up. Um, being able to do these events in other states because I have a following there, those things start to open up that are all additional streams of income too. So I really started to take my brand more seriously. So, you know, I got, I got some things coming down the pipeline. I see. I see. Now, you know that I have a course that I just released in pre-sale and I really focus a lot. Well, I focus a lot on a few different things, but creating your brand story people don't understand how important that is. And like yeah. you said, you got to own your brand story um, because no one can take your brand away from you unless you sell it, you know, sell like your whole brand to someone. But then if you're selling it, you're making probably a bunch of money because you've built it up to a certain point. Right. But, you know, your brand is not just one thing. It's not just real estate. It's not just merchandise. It's, you know, it's everything that encompasses you under your brand and you're able to monetize that mm -hmm. so it's so important people don't understand like social media although i say it's a free platform it is free but you know to grow your brand there's things that you can do organically mm -hmm. to grow your brand mm -hmm. um you can also pay to grow your brand on social media but yeah. you can also once you once you've grown a huge brand then you can get that platform to monetize you to pay you um, right. just to be on there mm -hmm. and people don't understand, like, just like kind of that, that back side of it. And all of it starts from your brand, no matter what industry you're in, if you can grow a solid brand, like there's so many, you know, doors that open up for you right. as, as you're showing us. So, I mean, you know, I'm a huge fan. I'm a fan of yours too. I think you right. do very well with your brand too. Like the real estate baddie, I love that you have that. I love your brand. Um, I think once you have like a bigger following, which is definitely very doable for you, then things will even, I mean, you already opened so many doors, like so many more doors will be able to be open to you. So yeah, I mean, just like you said, I mean, owning your brand and really building your brand how you want it to be um, and controlling your brand. You know, a lot of people talk about um, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Like Kim Kardashian is a huge inspiration to me. I know most people be like, "What?" 
But you this, gotta look past like the surface. What that family has done is not just her, it's the whole family. No, they are brilliant business people. Brilliant. They literally took, and we're gonna be real, they took a sex tape and made billions with a B dollars. They built this empire off of that. They control the narrative. They control their brand. They are so calculated with their brands. It is like, I don't know that, that people understand how calculated they are with their brand, even to the point where they pay paparazzi to come take pictures of them, which is like <laughs> crazy. Most people be like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. But have you started doing that yet? I have not, but I'm thinking I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> but you look at somebody like a Kim Kardashian, right? Because I say she's an inspiration to me. She gets paid a million dollars to post something. A million dollars to post something on her page. You think maybe we can kind of like pool our money together and get one post? Hey, listen. <laughs> but, but it's like if, if you were to get if you were to get her to post something, it is guaranteed business because you think about her or somebody like that, or even like a, yeah. a, a Kylie or somebody like that, you have people and, and me to not anywhere near the degree that they have, but like you have people that follow you for a few different reasons. One, one is that they love you and they just love your content. Other people follow you because they hate you and they just want to see you They fail. just want to see what you're doing. Absolutely. And they, they're just waiting like. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And that happens. I knew and, that was going to happen. Absolutely. But and they're still like, watching. Absolutely. And then some people just, they're in the middle. Like they just, you know, they just follow because they follow. Um, and when they see mm -hmm. your stuff, they just see your stuff. But it's like, regardless of how they're following you, they're following you. So that's the thing that I love about them. And again, I, people, most people probably like, I can't believe he likes them, but like, absolutely I do. Like, I love how they control their brand and their narrative, whether it's good or bad, listen, they're talking. I mean, I'm not trying to be out there, you know, people talking about me bad, but listen, to them, it's like whether they're listen, talking good or bad. Listen, if you understand business and you can respect someone's hustle, regardless of, anything absolutely you gotta respect what they've done like the whole family you yeah. know it's not just one they put all of like all of them they put them on if they wanted to be on absolutely. so you definitely have to respect that and and the band the the brand that they built so I, hey i'm trying to build a big brand like that too listen listen I don't want to go the same way she went, but I definitely, no. <laughs> definitely want a brand like No, 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 no. But absolutely, you can learn something from, you know, everyone, even a business that fails. You can learn from the business that failed and why they failed so that you don't do the same thing. So right. I can definitely understand that. So just to bring it back a little bit, because, um, you know, I'm trying to get all your secrets yeah, while you're here sure. on the show. Okay. So what are your favorite tools or systems that you use that helps you to be successful? So when it comes to social media, um, I'll tell you kind of both sides. So most of my business comes from either social media or referral. Um, I run a very much word of mouth and referral business. So, you know, I built my business from zero sales first year to year seven. I did 22 million last year. That was year seven. Year eight this year, I want to do 30 million. So I don't pay for any. Why 30? Income. Why not 40 million? Excuse me. All right. Well, the goal is 40 million now. Excuse Thank you. Me. That's why I like. Talk to that. Mm, love it. All right. So 
that's um so I get my I get most of my business from social media and referral. So the way that I get most of my business um, or what I use when it comes to social media, I'll show you. This is what I use my phone. Instagram is where how I do most of my reels. 99% of the reels I do on Instagram. And you see this thing here? My ring light? Mm -hmm. That's how I do all my reels. I literally do them on my phone, on Instagram, and I put my ring light on and I just create. That's it. So social media, that's how I do them. My, my photos, I use Canva for, um, but all of my reels, I literally just use my phone and Instagram and my ring light. I'm very what like about, so non-social media. Yeah. What tools? Yeah. So are your favorite tools. You'd probably be surprised. Again, my phone is my favorite thing because I keep a lot of things in my notes. Um, I have a CRM, but I rarely ever use it. So a lot of the things I keep in my notes. Um, I just am very good with keeping up with people. You know, I, I reach out often. Um, most of my clients to stay in contact with, and they just naturally refer people to me. So, and, and honestly, like, you know, Look, you gotta give me something. Okay. So what's your morning routine like then? Good question. So my morning routine, it's been changing a little bit. Um, being with, with COVID and like my family what, went down with what COVID. What time do you wake up? Six o'clock. So I normally wake up anywhere between six to six thirty, um, unless it's an early gym day. So my early gym days typically, um, and it's kind of been off that. I've been working out at home a lot lately since I had COVID, um, trying to protect people and stuff. But um, a lot of times, if I'm gonna be at the gym at six a.m., I'm up at five o'clock. So and I'm at the gym at six a.m. So I get my workout in. Now I work out at home. Um, I work out at home around seven a.m. Um, so I you know, get my workout in. That takes about 45 minutes to an hour. So I'm normally done by eight o'clock, you know, shower up, spend some time with my kids, um, take my son to school every morning. Like that's very, very important to me. And people know, like, if you call me during that time, I'm not gonna answer. Like that's, you know, my time with my, my son. And that's very important to me. Um, once I drop him off, then I kind of get to work. Um, before I was working out at home, once I dropped him off, I would hit the gym. Uh, Cause now that was like nine o'clock. And then I'll be done at the gym at like 10. But so, and then once I do that, uh, I'm like checking my, my emails and stuff while I'm at the gym, you know, I may be like on the treadmill or something, I'm checking email. Um, once I get home, of course, like, again, if it's a late gym day where I drop him off and I go to the gym, I shower up and I get to work, I record content. Um, I look at my to-do list because I make my to-do list the night before. So my days always start the night before the day because I'm very intentional about planning my days and how my days are going to go. Because I don't, I control my life. I don't let my life control me or my business control me. So I plan my day. Now, of course, sidebar, you can plan as much as you want, but there are going to be things that's going to pop up that you have no control over. Like today, um, I had a client that hit me up and was like, hey, can we see this, this condo in DC? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like that wasn't on my to-do list, but you know, she's, really serious about purchasing this home in the city. So I went and showed her a home um, and I make time for that, but I make sure I record content throughout the day. Um, you know, so that's my morning routine. Like hope it's probably not as um, 
maybe revolutionary as somebody's, but I make sure that it's I'm very okay. it's yours, you know. Yeah, like, I just make sure I get my do. workout in. I make sure I get my workout in. I make sure like me picking my phone up is not the first thing that I do. Um, I try to be like, you know, I, I'll read, you know, meditate, things like that. And um oh, wait a minute, what's your favorite myself. book? Well, what are you reading right now? So the magic of thinking big is actually my favorite book. It's actually like one. I, I have, so, yeah, I've read that book. That's my favorite book. I've read it like four times. Um, I love that the premise behind the book is it literally takes the same amount of energy to think big as it does small. So why not think big? Um, I'm so much further along at 31, and I think it's partly because I've read that book. Um, I'm so much further along not even just money-wise, because I definitely make more money than I thought was ever possible at 31 years old, being a black man, of course. But, you know, I started thinking big and big things started happening. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You attract that. Absolutely. And so what's for the future? What what does your future Ooh, look like? That's a that's another good question. So I'm gonna be honest, I don't I don't know a hundred percent. Um, I know that I want to be bi-coastal, so I'm getting my California license, um, moving out to LA, not permanent, but I do want to get a house out there and, you know, kind of travel back and forth, uh, especially mm -hmm. during wintertime. You know, I love LA when, during the wintertime because it's warm out there. So mm -hmm. I want to build a team out there. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know everything that I want to do, but I know I want to be a developer. So I want to be like a commercial developer too. Um, I just want to do a lot of things that they say black men can't do. So I'm trying to break glass ceilings here. I'm trying to show people what's possible, you know? I love that. I love that. So is there anything that I have not asked you that you're like, she didn't ask me that question? No, I think that you asked me like a lot of good questions. I mean, just, just the thing that I would recommend to anybody, whether you're a real estate agent um, or whatever you do is give up good for great, like like I did in my life. And I know a lot of people probably are, they have big goals, they have big dreams, but they scare them. And quite frankly, a lot of my goals and my dreams scare me too. Like I'm this young black man and I wanna develop commercial buildings. Like, I don't know anything about that. Like how the hell am I supposed <laughs> to get in that? I don't know, but I'm gonna figure it out and I'm gonna get in it. Um, I'm not supposed to be a top selling real estate agent. Black men don't do that. But I am, and I figure it out, and my business grows every year. Um, give up good for great. Like, go after whatever that thing that makes you really excited and that you love. Like, go after that. And I promise that the results will be great for you. So that's that's awesome. the kind of encouragement that I can give people. Well, that was really, really good. And I'm sure that there are so many people out there that can appreciate that. And you gave a lot of great information and insight into you and who you are. Um, you're a regular guy doing extraordinary things and it should be celebrated, right? I and take that. An, an it, ordinary it, guy doing extraordinary. I like that. I'm gonna take that. Listen, I better get my cut off of that. <laughs> You'll get your royal. <laughs> I gotta put that on a t-shirt or something. <laughs> I want my my share of it. I love it. I love it. That's great. But I'm excited. I'm excited for you. I don't even know how we ended up like being friends. 
But whatever the reason is, I'm happy because you give off all of this great young energy and it rubs off on me. And so I'm appreciative of our friendship and I appreciate you coming on to my podcast and blessing it for me. Yeah, of course. I appreciate you having me on and definitely the appreciation for our friendship is definitely mutual. So I appreciate you having me on. Um, Hopefully I can come back on sometime. Like listen. I know, right? When you're doing like major big things. Yeah, of course. You know, I'm, I'm always going to be available to you. So listen, bring me off of part two sometime. Yes, part two, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions for people. So yeah. part two, part two. Yeah. Hey, you let me know when. I will be back. You I know I will. You know I will. Well, thank you again. And everyone stay tuned. This episode will be out soon. Love it. Thank you. Bye-bye.